Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm going to start something. It's not called AA, but it's called um, whatever the name. I got to come up with a good name. Find a gymnasium. Mm. And in my local, you know, West Hollywood area, say, if you think this way, let's meet. Let's meet up. Mm -hmm. See what we can see who shows up. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest today, uh, former NHL player and all-around great guy, Sean Avery. How's it going, buddy? Good, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. You're up in Toronto right now. It's uh, it's getting di- it's getting dicey up in uh, Canada these days, dude. So. Um... So first of all, I flew from LA. Okay, mm-hmm. you get on the to get let on the plane in to to fly to Canada from LA. When you walk, when they scan your ticket in LA, you have to have a mask on to get on a plane to fly to Canada. That's in LA, so they they're not even cool enough to say you know the captain comes on the. Uh, why doesn't the the captain come on when we fly into Canadian airspace? And say, okay, all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, okay, we're in Canadian airspace now. COVID is alive and well. <laughs> Put your mask on. It is. It does all seem kind of random, doesn't it? Well, no, I don't. Random. So funny you should say random. They also now have random testing. So when you're getting off the plane, they have two people standing there using their eye test to do a random choice like hey you need to do a random test for covid can you imagine that <laughs> what kind of training does that involve exactly to be able to pick somebody out of a crowd well d- well didn't they have dogs early on in the pandemic that could smell the covid well they what happened to those dogs they said that was true but i don't believe that well <laughs> yeah exactly i i would believe a dog before two um civilians dressed mm. up as fake cops i mean i the whole thing is it's kind of silly yeah um but that so you know it's kind of one of the reasons uh, i started my uh, other show the previous one american party because we just like to talk about how you know the left versus right paradigm isn't really reality anymore maybe it never really was but it certainly isn't anymore it's more about like people who want to be left alone and, and people who are in power that want to exert that power over other people. And that what we have, what, what I eventually arrived at is that the only way that that's possible is if we have an ignorant and lazy citizenry that refuses to take responsibility for, you know, the governing of their country now, or, or uh, you could reduce that all the way down to the governing of their communities, to be honest. I think that's probably more appropriate. So, you know, we started. Yeah, well. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. So, so you know, I've, I've tried to, uh, a couple of things. I've tried to turn over a new, uh, a new leaf and just let things slide, you know. But as I got off the airport, uh, got off the airplane in Toronto, I, I had this this level of contempt for all of my fellow passengers that were walking up to customs with their masks on. Right. And it's, cause it's an interesting point that you bring up um, driving around this morning with my dad. And I, I'm asking like, who are your neighbors? Mm-hmm. Who are these people that are putting up with this stuff? And, and how long will they, will they be such, such servants to this insanity um and it, it you know like i don't do it right mm-hmm. but i feel like uh you don't get anyone that says i want to be like him and i'm not saying you know that, that i want to be like him or 
hey, he's doing it. Why can't I do it as well? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's an important part of it, right? So um, a lot of I make this point a lot on this show. The vast majority of people will never be in a formal leadership position at any point in their life. They're not going to be the captain of their team or the manager of their office, or most people won't serve in the military or be a police officer. Um, most people won't be a CEO of a company, but everybody's a leader. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's especially true. I, I've actually seen the way that you handle a lot of these issues change since uh, you've had a kid, right? Like that's, yeah, I, I wonder about that. Do you think becoming a dad inspired you in some way to take more action in shaping the world around you? Uh, I mean, I think uh, in certain situations it has, and in certain situations I have taken my foot off the gas, right? Because one, I don't think my wife is as um, gun ho as I am mm. as far as fighting the, the insanity. So I have to balance that line. But yeah, I mean, then on the other side of it, it's like, do I want him to be a reflection of me? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's going to serve him in the future. You know, who knows how bad it's going to get or whatever he's doing right mm -hmm. from a sports standpoint. So it's a, it's, it's this, it's this interesting, it's this interesting thought that I have running through my head on a daily basis with every decision. Um, and, you know, I, I also, am trying to break into a world that interestingly enough um, pretends that they are something but I feel like a large majority of them are not what they seem mm. that being the entertainment world but again you know like this morning I opened Instagram and a guy that I've been friends with for a long time Andy Cohen um, and I, 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 I like Andy I, I, I like Andy a lot but he posts something on his Instagram, on his private Instagram, mind mm -hmm. you, which is just his friends and family. Right. A picture of Ivana Trump, and it's like the wrong Trump died. And uh, that's intense, bro. Yeah. That's fucking, that's intense. I mean, yeah. I, I've never, first of all, I don't hate anyone that much mm. that I would ever, and I, I don't even think that's really a funny joke. Like, it's not comedic to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> seems lazy so is the divide growing is it coming closer i think we're in this interesting inflection point where i do believe that it's that it's actually becoming closer mm -hmm. but but people are afraid to just break through yeah. and say i can't i can't you two you fuckers are now even too extreme for me right yeah, it's like uh, it's almost like you're seeing a little bit more act uh, more and more fucked up activity right now because it's like the last gasp of people who are yeah. trying to squeeze every little bit of uh, water from the stone of of division. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like that saying things typically get better before they get worse. But I, I <clears throat> people really need. To, and it's, it's one of the reasons I do this show to have good conversations with people because we at the individual level within ourselves and then in our social structures have to start fighting against our instinct to be tribalistic and dance on other people's graves, like both figuratively and literally. You know what I mean? Like if the point is to find the correct answer, build consensus around it so we can all live in this world together, then how does it help? To be like, hey, I beat you. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That's not that. That shouldn't be part of it. The celebration after in a social dialogue should not. That should should not be part of it at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I there. There's a few people that, like, I admire right now. Uh, I'm I'm. I have this constant Alan Dershowitz, uh, in my head. Just just Dershowitz in the, in the sense of what he represents. You know, mm. um, like the beauty of debate and freedom and the ability to uh, disagree mm -hmm. without such insanity. But I've also been drawn to um, 
you know, there's a lot of television shows on TV right now or streaming or whatever we would call it. And like, I watched the conversation on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Coppola movie. Right. And I just watched the original Red Dawn, mm-hmm. which I had never seen, which is, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was I was like, I was thinking while I was watching it, you've, this is probably from a military standpoint, like maybe you guys like that movie red dawn yeah 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 it's it's a bit it's a bit of a like uh almost a fantasy for for military dudes like man i get to sleep in my own bed and fight shit (laughs) that's awesome right (laughs) yeah right right or just pack a bag and head up to the the mountain ridge where i grew up with my dad Mm -hmm. like but it's but you know and i so so there's that and then i've been watching all these old coppola interviews and everything he says is so on the mark like nothing he says even when he takes shots at his own business and i'm talking uh if i'm watching videos that are 10 15 years old Mm -hmm. there's so much truth in in what this guy's saying and if i was going to be a professional athlete and i was a young kid now who would I identify with, right? Like think about young filmmakers now. Who are they identifying with? If they're not watching old Scorsese, uh, Scorsese or, or uh, Coppola stuff and listening to the words that they're saying, who the fuck are they tapping into? And, that, and then that's what we're getting. So I don't know. Well, the you only, the only uh, guy out there directing that I can think of off the top of my head is Antoine Foucault, right? So he, he does a good work like that, but half of his friends are Navy SEALs, you know what I mean? That he's like, he works with Chris Pratt a lot. He, he He's chosen to work with people who, and do projects about people who actually help the country instead of leaning into all the victim shit, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which yeah. I, I think is good. And they also don't do it in a way that's like, over the top machismo or look how strong we are compared to you because you're weak. It's not about that. It's about, Hey, this is a a group of people that are strong and that strength benefits all of us. That's the point, right? So you can make your point without denigrating other people. It's yeah. Dershowitz is good at having difficult conversations. If you're looking for somebody for your show, uh, he's, he's finishing a book right now. So it'll be a couple of months, but uh, Peter Bogosian is a good guy uh, that that talks about having difficult conversations with people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you know, but I, you know, I also, I also find myself, um, I find myself right now sort of just separating myself. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I've kind of the debate and that fire to debate inside of me sort of weaned a little bit, but I, I also think maybe I'm sitting back and watching, um springtime mm. in, in the sense of like people and maybe just awakening a little bit um but it's it's tough i mean i i'm in like this weird i'm in this weird tough position where uh you still got to be careful you know and mm. i i hate the fact that i am in a position like i would have loved to have been at the height of my professional athlete powers in this sort of climate because <laughs> it just would have been on you yeah know? yeah it would have been on and i and i also have contempt for today's stars athletes mm-hmm. professional athletes i mean like lebron the other day you obviously i'm sure you guys have talked about it sure yeah what what goes through that guy's fucking head man i mean i, I don't know whoa dude but you know he doesn't there's no consequences to that because disney or whoever no one no one in a position that he works for or in an authoritative position because he does work for people Mm -hmm. he has no consequences no one's ever going to say anything to him and uh you know, that's that's the guy that kids look up to, I, I think, on maybe on basketball courts across the, the, the country. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm totally I mean, Nike still sells his shoe, so he must be doing something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's really important in society who 
the heroes are. Um, cause it used to be, it used to be dad. It used to be first responders. It used to be members of the military. It used to be, uh, st- statesmen, not politicians, but statesmen, like people who really sacrificed to make this place better. It used to be the women who left the home and took up industrial work during world world war two. So we could win that war. Right. It used to be those people who, and it was almost entirely defined by what you were able to, what, what sacrifice you were willing to make to make the country, your community, and the people around you better and safer. That was the, that was the defining factor. And now it's more like, are you, are, are you at a level of popularity, fame, and wealth that I can aspire to? That's now what we heroize. And it's become a big problem, right? I mean, it's, we're seeing the results of it now. Yeah, that that's uh, that's scary because, you know, if I'm if I'm measuring it on that sort of uh, uh, grade book, who who would I pick at this point? Like, who would I pick? I mean, Chris Pratt maybe is 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 the is an example where I can go. At least Pratt doesn't hide that he's a christian yeah yeah. right like i'm not but i'm glad that he's open about being one like i don't i don't believe in any of that but i'm really happy that he is that he's open about who he is as a person i like that about him i absolutely but i also i would like it if he was a little bit more open Mm. right i i guess what line do i respect like how far because you know he's at the height of his power right now and how far could he push it how far could he push it without it actually really hurting him you know this pro-life conversation i mean i'm i'm just guessing but i'm assuming that that chris pratt is probably pro-life i would say that that's a safe bet um does he just you know so it's like well why doesn't he step up and say something now if that's what he believes in that's a good and if question. he doesn't, and if he doesn't, I'm still going to respect him. I just want to hear it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm half in on the whole Chris Pratt as one of those uh, leaders to me right now. Mm. Yeah. And then where do I, then where do you go to find uh, Novak? I guess Djokovic, in a sense, guy's the fucking, he's the hero. Mm. He's something that maybe we'll write about or read about in, in books in, in 50 years or 60 years. Yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. I mean, regardless of what your core values are, if you're willing to obfuscate those core values or even act against them because of your career, I'm not I'm not into that, man. Like, hey, I've definitely lost money because of things I believe. Um, oh, for sure. I know you have for, as well. You've you've been pretty outspoken about a lot of stuff over the years. For sure. Um, you know, we're seeing it with some of the baseball players now saying that they're just like, we're, we're not going to Canada to play because mm. they're not vaccinated. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm. That's cool that they're that they're, you know, guys are. And, and again, this isn't because I'm some fucking crap, wacko anti-vaxxer. I, I'm, I'm against people. uh doing things that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. So if these guys say they don't want to do something and they're now at the point where they're not afraid to put their hand up, then I commend them. Well, that's what it takes, right? It takes uh, uh, open consensus to inspire other people. And, and you know, regardless of what you might think as a professional athlete or an actor or a business leader or, or somebody that's got a large following of any sort for whatever reason it happens to be. Um, people do look to what you're doing. Like you, you should be, if you're going to accept the fame and the, and the reward from that, the money and all that stuff, you better damn sure accept the responsibility for it. Um, but I think it's interesting. You talk about some of these super divisive issues. I, my, I believe that, The things that bind us all together um, are so much greater than the things that divide us, even inside of the most divisive issues. So think about mandates and and the row thing. At their core, they're both about body autonomy, right? 
about personal, which is the ultimate version of personal liberty, by the way, is body autonomy. Now, you can disagree on the particulars, and people will. um, But at their root, from the the starting point of both of those arguments, these two groups of people who could not, in, in perception, they couldn't be more unlike or whatever, are making the exact same argument, and nobody will take the time to recognize that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? And that's really problematic to me. No, the only time you see it is uh, the occasional Instagram video of like a man on the street where uh, I see these videos where the guy will say to um, somebody who's pro-life, so you're uh, my body, my choice, right? Mm -hmm. Does that apply to um, the vaccine? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then they'll kind of think about it and they'll go, yeah, well, I guess I guess you're right. I'm talking about like these are man on the street videos yeah. on Instagram. Well, it's these like aren't... when you isolate people away from the herd, yeah. you know what I mean? When you yeah. get them away from yeah. the mob that that the media and, and politics are constantly trying to control, people in general are pretty reasonable if you can get them away from that stuff. So, But it, that's not going to happen if there's not an alternative. So one of the things um, that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that <clears> – <throat> a skill that we need that any anybody that has any kind of influence needs to adopt themselves and promote in others around them is to stop shutting down as soon as they hear an idea or a phrase that they don't like and here's mm-hmm. why so just because someone's idea is a bad idea that doesn't mean they aren't actively trying to solve what is a very real problem so socialism for example something i don't particularly care for because it's stupid but Let's put that aside for a moment. Socialism is is an answer to a question. It's a solution to a problem, right? Um, it's a dumb answer and a terrible solution that we've seen fail every single time it's been attempted. But if your response to that, if somebody's trying to, to make a case for it or something that you think is social, whatever it is, if your response to that is just to say, fuck socialism and, and carry on with your day, not only have you done nothing to solve what is a very real problem, uh, which is, by the way, kind of a dick way to go through life, just to say, hey, your solution's dumb, continue to suffer. That's a dick way to go yeah. through life. Uh, you've also left, to anybody who doesn't immediately agree with your position, you've left socialism as the only present and viable solution to that problem, so they're going to choose it, right? So you, so bad, bad ideas are not defeated by shouting them down, they're not defeated by ignoring them, and they're not defeated by censoring and banning them. Bad ideas are defeated by good ideas. Right, right. And yeah, I, I guess what's interesting is like, when people talk about socialism today, what are they trying to solve? I mean, I, I guess, let me ask you, do you think they're trying to solve the homelessness, the um, the if the income disparity disparity mm. between I don't know middle class and upper class or lower class, like is is what 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 are they trying to get at with that? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, probably uh, uh, I think that it's kind of a a catch all for any kind of uh, like socioeconomic inequality. But that that doesn't make a lot of sense because there's a lot of different causes of that stuff. Like the the things that cause. Are, are the factors that cause the socioeconomic inequality in rural West Virginia and what caused it in Compton are very, very different things, right? So one solution for that is not going to make sense. And right. if, if you animate it that way, then, you know, p- the p- people are just going to look at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? Right. Do you think that the one, the one time factor between those two t- cities is employment opportunities? Uh, that's certainly uh, part of it, right? Like none of these are a single solution, but um, a lot of it is nihilism towards institutions that, and, and that, that is caused by other things. So for example, um, in rural West Virginia, people are very distrustful of the government. In Compton, people are very distrustful of the government, right? And it's just different <laughs> different parts of the government they don't trust. So, right. And and in in Appalachia, they don't trust well, really any of the government. But like in in 
inner city neighborhoods, they don't trust police for different right. reasons, right? But it's still, uh, uh, and they also don't trust the idea that the idea of America is available to them, right? So in 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 Appalachia, they might think it's because we're just poor white trash. There's no more industry here left, so whatever we have to do to survive is okay, right? Yeah. And then in you know in fucking in an inner city neighborhood, it's like hey. These people don't give a shit about us. They've done nothing to help us. They've actually hurt us a lot over the years. I'm talking about politicians and shit like that. They've hurt us right. a lot. Why would we trust them? So, and and it's, they come to the same exact solution, which is we're going to do whatever we need to do in our mind to survive out here. And right. that that the the symptoms are the same, right? Well, well, yeah. Think about the think about what goes through the head of somebody that I guess feels like it's okay to rob a uh a, a walmart mm. versus <laughs> you know gary who owns the local grocer mm. right do criminals stop to think i mean i think they do i i or is it a is it a tool to justify yeah i think it's a bit of a justification sometimes but you know it it, it goes in gener so the first generation of something does what they need to do to get by and then the second generation either improves or they get more deeply rooted in that ideology that they have to they, they that whatever they have to do to survive is okay it, it's justified right. by the fact that they're doing it for survival um right so yeah when we for example <clears throat> the crime bill which um affected your area you live in LA, it affected your area probably more than any other city on earth, to be honest. And it was the impetus for, for the crime bill. Right. We, we did, we wrote some new laws to target some, some people who were causing a lot of damage and death. And we put them in jail because they were committing crimes. Good. Fuck them. Right. I mean, you know, they, yeah. we can, <clears throat> people give, People give Hillary a lot of a lot of flack about it, but to be honest, when she said we have to get dangerous people off the streets and then we can start improving communities, she was correct about that. That's not that's not an untrue thing to say. Now yeah. we did the first part; we put all those people in jail, and then we left all their children at home with no fucking dad, right? Right. And they with with no dad, no improved education, and they fell like they fell in, into the same trap, right? of nihilism like well this country doesn't work for me so i'm going to do whatever i have to do to survive we failed those people and now they have kids who are out there failing again you know yeah what I mean? so so think about that like is there ever going to be somebody that comes along that's smart enough that says for every single individual that we incarcerate in this country for every year that they're incarcerated the community that they came from gets a five thousand a year dollar stipend yeah to pay for like a big brother program for a, an actual decent human male to teach that young man how to be a fucking man like that's yeah there, to be honest jordan peterson talks about this shit all the time about and, and and why can't that man get paid to do that well yeah sh certainly we should be compensating i mean we it's like a social worker essentially at that right. point right but the, but does that exist outside of a what used to be big brother which was essentially a volunteer job. No, I've never seen anything like that before, to be honest. Right. Um, right. And we've never, like, it's not that we tried and failed. I don't think we even tried to do that. I, I, I agree. And to be honest, you know, I mean, I understand some of the, some of the hangups people might have, like, are we really going to send a bunch of like, where, where do you go to hire those people? Are we going to send a bunch of white people to to because that there's that's problematic to do that right because there's different cultures and shit like that it could be like i go there i don't give a shit uh but yeah but you know you find one strong um leader from that community and you give him a private enterprise and say here here's your opportunity mm. to build a business yeah and you we've seen it around uh god i can't remember what city it was in i think it may have been somewhere in arkansas but this group of black dads a bunch of like rowdy kids were getting into fights and shit at school all the time. So these four or five dads started going to school at lunchtime every day and just hanging out for two hours just to make sure there was nothing going on. Now that's leadership. That that's right. something that is desperately needed. But the, the, 
reality of the situation is, is that most people can't take two or three or more unpaid hours out of their day and just go do something like that. You know what I mean? Well, well, that's why I have no problem in my head thinking we've just put 50 billion on, on airplanes, pallets of money and sent it over to Ukraine. Right. <laughs> and is it all for the sake of virtue signaling mm. or are we ever going to decide to save this country? Yeah. And, you know, private privatization and, and opportunity and that money, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess who wants to be a politician? It's the fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you're getting involved in some of this stuff in LA. Um, you guys have, well, your mayor has been gone for six months because he's the ambassador to fucking India now or something. Um, yeah. and, uh, and your DA is getting recalled. I believe they're counting those uh, signatures now. So it, LA couldn't be in worse condition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. But we're about to go back to indoor masking. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, so again, hey, maybe that's maybe that's the final. Maybe that's one of the additional steps that need to be taken. For I, I hate calling them Democrats, but I have to call them something because that's I guess what they identify as. Mm. To say we can't take this anymore, right? Like you go to a store in Beverly Hills now, you have to wait outside in front of a guy with a fucking machine gun to get into the store mm. until they let you in. I mean, what, what, what used to be the safest probably city in America. <laughs> and now they got guys with machine guns standing in front of stores. How, how do they think that that's normal? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, but you make a good point. Like it's at some point, uh, everyone gets fed up with, unnecessary intrusion into their lives right or or inconven being inconvenienced by shit for no reason everybody has yeah. a, a breaking point and what i would encourage people to do is when you see people finally admit something or take off the mask or whatever it is instead of uh you know i told you so I'd be like hey welcome to the club buddy Let's now let's go yeah. get some work done. You know what I mean? Cause that's yeah. how, that's how you build a team. If somebody's wrong and then they get on the right side, like what are they supposed to be? You treat them like a rookie for the next couple of months, like, like harass them and haze them. Like, Oh, you were wrong that whole time. No, what benefit does that serve? No, they're on the team now. Let's fucking get work done. That's, that's yeah. kind of the point, right? Yeah. We don't have time. We don't have time for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <sighs> But also, it's it's almost like it would be it would be nice to have a place <laughs> to sort of band together. Mm. Like that, that that's what's so interesting now is um, hearing people. Like I I just uh, I don't know. I, I listen to the No Agenda guys, mm. and um, they sometimes address some of their. I guess they've had people that have kind of crossed over to the other side, like the Dana Peretti. Dana's a, uh, an executive, former executive who still lives in California. And like, I now have sort of a relationship with him and it feels so nice, you know, just to, just to send a message to each other on Instagram and, uh, you know, have a laugh about something or vent about something. Mm but it would be nicer to be able to have that in a larger atmosphere. Um, and like, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm to blame for that. Right. Like maybe I should, because I'm one of the people who clearly isn't afraid. Maybe I should just get on and say, I'm going to start something. It's not called AA, but it's called um, whatever the name, I got to come up with a good name, find a gymnasium. Mm. And in my local you know, West Hollywood area say, if you think this way, let's meet. Let's meet up. Mm -hmm. See what we can see who shows up. This episode of Citizen is brought to you by ghostbed.com. 
forward slash drinking bros right now ghostbed is offering 40 percent off ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base for everything else 30 percent off when you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros uh they've got weighted blankets now they have the best sheets the best pillows uh all the mattresses are cooling mattresses very nice uh, especially if you're a big dumb sweaty guy like i am um Man, I don't know what I would do without these things. And as you know, I've been traveling with my pillow lately. Uh, I haven't had to explain it to anybody yet, but I am kind of, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if I'm dreading or looking forward to that moment where I have to explain to somebody who doesn't get it that, yeah, I brought my own pillow from home. Uh, but they're the best, so fuck them, right? Um, 30% off everything. If you use the code Drinking Bros at ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros, that includes all of their cooling mattresses, of which they have five, all of their pillows, sheets, weighted blankets, uh, the mattress protector, all of their items. And again, I just want to reiterate, if you're looking for a full bedroom suite, if you buy a mattress and an adjustable base, everything else you add to that order, 40% off. Now, the kicker for all that is 0% down, $0, or 0% financing, $0 down, Financing plan for up to 60 months, that's five years. You can get an entire bedroom suite and knock the whole cost down to like 35 or 40 bucks a month. You're not going to find a deal like this anywhere else. So go check it out. You know, Support these guys. They support us. Ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Uh, I promise you this. You will not be disappointed. Um, next up we have better help. This is one we've been talking about a lot lately. Um, and I'm... I'm really glad we picked these guys up because it's it, it, it's a lot like uh, the other telemedicine companies that you've seen that we've worked with in the past that actually provide medicine, but this is for therapy, right? Talk therapy. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp because we believe in the mission. Life is full of twists and turns. It's important to show up for yourself through all of it. And if you you know, or feeling like you need some help. And like most people on earth, especially here in America, you don't have the time to take off work to go sit in a therapist's office or to go through the whole process of finding a therapist in the first place. You don't have, maybe you just don't want to, right? Maybe you travel a lot and it's inconvenient for you. Maybe you got your kids during the day and you can't do it, but you can go into your room, turn on Zoom or turn on your phone and get the help that you need. So better help online therapy will assess your needs and they can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I promise you <laughs> just from my own personal experience with the VA, which I'm sure a lot of you have dealt with, or, you know, with, with, uh, 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 your insurance companies and things like that. 48 hours to, to actually get into an appointment and talk to a therapist is unheard of. So, you know, th these things can be really helpful. Now, it's not a crisis line. There's the 988 number for that now that's, that's gone national, and that's a great thing. Uh, this is not self-help. It's, it's professional therapy done securely online, available to people all over the world. So even if you're traveling, um, I know that's a, uh, a pain point for a lot of people. It's, it's, it produces a lot of anxiety to be in therapy and then have to go travel somewhere, whether it's you know domestically or internationally, and you feel like you can't get the help you need. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions uh, so you don't have to be on the camera if you don't want to. With uh, it, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. I think we've all been through this process, right, where you see a therapist and you, you just don't really vibe with that person or they don't really get what you're putting down or you don't feel comfortable. Um if you go through the traditional medicine route, it's going to take you months to get into that process from, from getting the referral in the first place to, you know, navigating through a couple of different appointments uh, that take time out of your day and, and inconvenience you greatly uh, just to find the right person here with, uh, with better help. It's free and easy to change the therapist whenever you feel like it. It's more affordable and tradition, uh, more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. So it's a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website, read their testimonials. Uh, there are a lot of them. There's, there's, they, they have thousands of reviews. This is a legit company, and they really want to help people. So 
they have a special office offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash citizen. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash citizen. Yeah, those, you know what I mean? those conversations are really important. It's one of the things I'm trying to do with this show. So I, I think that uh, our tendency, maybe always, but definitely recently, has been to uh, it, it kind of the process kind of goes like this: you identify something that you don't like that's going on in culture, regardless of what side you're on, and you look to talking points and uh, uh, organizations and politicians to solve those problems for you. Right. But that's not how any of this works. Like the, the, the constitution is up for and by the people and, you know, sure that, that, that means the people have rights. Like this is all supposed to work for us, but it's up for and by the people. I think the by is the most important part of that because if the citizen isn't taking responsibility for their own action, their family, their community, so on and so forth, then these are the results that we should expect to get. Because people who desire power very rarely deserve it. And people who deserve it very rarely desire it. And you have, in the same way that you have to force yourself to overcome your tribalism and hate, you have to also force yourself to overcome the inclination to just stay at home and, and, you know, stay out of things because getting involved is how you solve things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to create a bumper sticker. Um, I don't know, like a, my body, my choice bumper sticker that sort of speaks to the irony. Mm. Fuck. You know, cause it's almost like, how do you, that's, how do you even identify, right? How do, how do you, how do you, how do you signal? Well, I think everybody uh, could, if that was a t-shirt, everybody could wear it. Cause I don't, I don't, I, well, maybe it's true that somebody is both um, pro-life and pro-mandate, but I wouldn't think so. That seems like incongruent beliefs. Uh, I think what you said earlier is true. I think once they're separated, they would have to logically address it. But, you know, again, we watched this week uh, Senator Hawley talk to a woman. I guess she was a woman. She has no idea. Nobody does, really. Say, talk about how anybody can get pregnant, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and she was heated. Like, it, it was, uh, she was upset. And I'm thinking to myself, um, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking, lady. Right? Yeah. I mean, was she wrong? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what yeah, she said, yeah. it's crazy. But it's, you know, that that's one that I have trouble with because I can't um, – I have a heart. So my, my, one of the things that I've trained myself to do is when somebody wants to have an argument or debate with me, or if I'm witnessing an argument or debate between two other people, the first thing I try to do is identify everything that those two people have in common from their positions. Right. Cause I think that's the, the important part is we, we spend, we're, we're like 98% aligned in theory and then 2% different. And that's the whole purpose of America, federalism, the idea that states can control more than the federal government, and then the idea of individual liberty, where unless it's something that negatively affects other people, you kind of mind your business and stay out of it, right? Those ideas are really important, um, but they only work if our level of involvement and understanding of other people is commensurate with our conceptualization of liberty now there are a lot of people out there talking about their rights but i don't hear a lot of people talking about their fucking responsibilities and that's one right. of the, that's one of the things i would like to get going here and when i hear conservative people talk about um just wanting to be left alone i'm like all right cool why did you care when gay people were trying to get married 
15 years ago? Like, how did that affect you? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, listen, you bring up an interesting point because, you know, uh, I remember, I don't know, 15 years ago when I was the one guy or the first guy that said, uh, yeah, gay people should be able to get married. And I did it in a New York Ranger jersey. Mm. But now I, I go, um, so I used to be a gay ally, right? Like one of the early trailblazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by saying something that was basic common sense, by the way, you didn't go out of your way to do anything. You just like, yeah, who cares? No, yeah. And by the way, I'm yeah. By no means am I some sort of trailblazing fucking hero because <laughs> yeah. of it. But but now I go okay. So I can't. I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> I said I say what, what what group am I? Who am I fighting for? Right. Am I fighting for a group that's being brainwashed by parents? Am I fighting for, you know, like this woman said to Senator Hawley, one in five who are trying to commit suicide? I don't even know. So many fucking letters involved now. I have no idea, you know? But no, you do make an interesting point. And it's like, it's so funny. And trust me, the last year i've really been thinking about it and obviously when becoming a dad it it, mm. it comes to the forefront but like i would love to coach um a minor hockey team in in the california <laughs> region but i also think to myself how long would it take for trouble to start <laughs> right it does seem to find you from time to time <laughs> But, it, you know, and I and, and is that me not being able to uh, adapt or have the rules just changed so much? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. uh, a lot of people for a lot of people, they allow the rules to be changed for them. So Charles Barkley is a good example of somebody that just doesn't give a shit. He, he yeah. made he made like an offhand joke about uh, fat girls in San Antonio or something like that. And everyone's like, oh, you can't say that. He's like, they're, but they're fat, man. What do you want me to say? <laughs> like, I didn't, right. like, it's a, first of all, it's a joke. And second, it's kind of, you know, true. And third, I don't give a shit if you like what I say or not. Um, I right. think people allow themselves to be canceled. I, I'm not, I'm oh. not sure that like sometimes somebody actually gets hammered. But for the most part, I think, uh, especially at the corporate level, they just, they, well, one person, will tweet something about their company and they're like, Oh, we've got to change. Like, no, you don't, you don't have to do yeah. any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, yeah, I guess, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I guess the, the, the fear, the fear that I have now maybe is trumping the responsibility that I have. I mean, I think that's true for most people. Like that's the, that's one of the impediments for all of us to, to do what's right. You know what I mean? Is like, especially when you become uh, a, a business owner or a husband or a father or a wife or, or mother or whatever, like n- now it's, the stakes are greater than just how it's going to affect me. It's going to affect my family and my business and the people who work for me and shit like that. Like how far am I willing to go? And do, yeah. I, do I have the right to jeopardize all of these other people's livelihoods? And, and, you know, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good process to go through to think about that because, you know, if you understand the stakes of something, when I see somebody who gets involved in something, know like the military, for example, people who join the military, knowing they may get fucking shot in the face or blown up or something, that's commitment to me. Right. So, you know, that they really believe in what they're doing there. And I think yeah, that's an so, important part. So, so that's, that, that's interesting. Cause that sort of answers my dilemma, right? What's the breakthrough? What's the barrier? Like I could, I could create a team. I could mm. say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to start a team for the best 12 year old hockey players in California. I need some help. I need somebody to, mildly bankroll us Mm. and i need somebody to do the administrative work Mm. to make sure that we get into this league Mm. right that we're accepted in 
and we meet all the qualifications because then then I get to build my own own program and I'm not constricted by any of the rules right um I don't have to play ball with the LA Kings Junior Hockey Association <laughs> right uh I'll just start my own right and that you know that takes that extra right now it takes that extra step yeah but it's uh, you know there's a lot of people doing stuff like that. So uh, our buddy here, Tim Kennedy, started his own school because he was tired yeah. of sending his kids to the schools around. He was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're just going to start our own school. And it has like they don't talk about politics at the school. But for some reason, the ideas of manlyhood and and outdoorsiness and hunting and, and being able to protect yourself have been politicized. Those things are not political. That's just basic survival as a human being. You know what I mean? So being able to teach that stuff, being able to teach actual civics or have programs that teach kids how to do their finances, for example, because I don't, I know you and I went through high school, not too far apart. I don't remember getting taught anything about how to manage like a, a, a bank account or something or, or do my taxes or any of that shit. They never, they never even touched on that stuff. No, um, no. So yeah, uh, I mean, I, uh, the, the point of all that is that the, they, like you when when the bigger, any kind of institution gets, the less efficient it gets, both from uh, uh, like logistical efficiency, the the like how good the product is that they're making, and then how how much external influence can get into there. All three of those are bad things, right? So when you reduce the size of something and bring it back down under the control of just the people that are around here, now it gets better because our voices, yeah. the voices of the people who are actually using that product, whatever it happens to be, get louder. And the, the process gets more efficient. It's supposed that's, that's why we created the system of federalist government because that's right. what, how we wanted all this to work. Right. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of this. Uh, there's a hockey player, former hockey player that I played against, uh, Ryan Kessler. Um, mm -hmm. he's li living in orange County and he started his own, uh, essentially started his own program. It was a school for, uh, hockey players he started with one age group he found 12 kids and convinced the parents to give him a certain amount of money for the year they hired a teacher and he started the school it was a full-time job for him essentially during the season and i think a year into the program the a school then came to them and said uh we'll take over all your academics if you coach our hockey teams mm. And it happened fairly quick. That's a know? good idea. And, um, you know, for it's, there's a lot of issues going on in, in modern America, but I think teaching the, the process of taking a, a young boy and turning him into a functional man is the biggest problem. I think that's the biggest problem. And it's one yeah. that, that, like you kind of sit at the intersection as a parent one, but as somebody who has <clears throat> been a professional athlete, like athletics, uh, whether it's team sports or jujitsu is huge here in Austin, getting kids involved in that stuff. And then seeing like going through the process of struggling to learn a new skill, right? Maybe getting dinged up a little bit in, in the way having low level conflict with other people, your own age, and then learning how to respect authority and and learning how to become a leader yourself that's a big deal right yeah and and yeah. It, we don't do it anymore we just hand out participation trophies and and let our kids hang out in their bedroom and play video games all day like of course that's not going to solve the problems that we have these days it's just not going to work well I, I i imagine what it's doing to that community right now must be huge mm. right I mean, I, you, you probably won't see the, the effects of it for five, five, maybe 10 years, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be, no, it, it's, uh, the word citizen, sit, how do we, how do I say it? Citizen. Yeah. C c citizen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's funny now. I, I feel like it, uh, has sort of a different, uh, uh, it's a it's a responsibility mm -hmm. 
it's not just a word yeah yeah well the so the the definition if you look in uh cornell law the definition of a citizen is a person who by uh, place of birth nationality of one or both parents or naturalization is granted full rights and responsibilities as a member of a nation so rights and responsibilities and one thing is built on the other like the only reason there there are natural rights that we should expect but not unless we put in the work the responsibilities are like <laughs> doing the things you're supposed to do is what makes all this possible and not only right. for yourself but when we shirked our responsibilities before we created a world of people who have no sense of responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't just stay with you. It's not just like, Oh, okay. You're not just fucking up your own life, I guess. So everybody out there, it doesn't matter what position you're in. If you're rich or poor, if you're a 13 year old kid, or if you're a 70 year old retiree, or if you're a manager somewhere, or if you're an employee somewhere, if you're a freshman in college, I don't give a shit. You should think like a parent. You should think like an owner. You should think like you yeah. own the company. You should think like you're you're responsible for the people around you because you are. Everything you do adds to or subtracts from our ability as a society to function. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. It, it's uh, yeah. I I I uh, I, uh, I learned and uh, I, I've learned and felt something different today because of this yeah interesting yeah and the other part of it is like it's i don't i don't want to uh go down the tough guy road because it man you know it's it's super easy to be suspicious of people that need help these days because so many people like latch on to the victimhood thing and use it yeah. negatively yeah uh uh but and it's it's easy to blame all the stuff that's going around that's going on these days on the people who game these game the system it's easy to blame it on weak leadership but the reality is this is a result of all of us not holding ourselves and the people around us accountable um now who loves you more the person that coddles you while you shove a fork in an electrical socket or the person that slaps it out of your hand, right? Like one of those is clearly more aggressive than the other, but what goal is it that they're trying to accomplish? You know what I mean? Are you trying to be this person's friend or are you trying to help them? So reasonable people know that indulging weakness and bad behavior, whether it's in ourself, creating bad habits like eating shitty food or not working out or in others by letting them get away with stuff, it never has positive results. Not ever. Yeah. 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 No, I know. Uh, trust me. It's, uh, I, I see it in, in sports now too. I think like these owners that own these teams, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm really bothered by coaches that are overweight. That's really weird, isn't it? It's so, it's so weird. It okay. does, doesn't exactly. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like if a guy's 64. Yeah. You know, all right. Once you get past 62, I think you get a you get a free <laughs> pass. But like guys in their 50s, guys in their fucking late 40s, mm. like you're a general. Yeah, get it together. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A, that should be a prerequisite. Yeah. No so matter what. Set the tone, man. I mean, that's what it's yeah. all about. And then you know the other part of it is. Don't let um, because it's it seems like when an issue pops up in culture these days that the solution just swings as far to the other side as possible. But that's not how that's supposed to work. Right. We're, we're trying right. to find the actual answer. So don't get too caught up in all of the tough guy stuff. There's still a lot of empathy required. So uh, I, I think it's important for people to ensure that their skepticism about people that need help doesn't turn to nihilism where you just assume that anybody that needs help is weak or predatory or something like that. Cause people do need help, especially young people. They really need it. Yeah. But I mean, every, yeah. we, we all need it from time to time, but especially young people and being cynical about it, that's not helping anybody. I mean, you're, you're just yeah. at that point, you're just contributing to the net negative, uh, 
and and you're doing nothing for anybody around you um yeah yeah you're right you're right but i like how like you're a you're a pretty uh uh agitated about issues for a lot of the time but every time i hear you work it out in your head it always tries to come back around like how can i solve this problem and it's not about dunking on somebody it's like oh i'll create a hockey team so i can mentor some kids right like that's a, well, that's that's what i want to do with this show it's about finding actual solutions to these problems well you're right but but you know is that because i immediately go into holding myself accountable like if i i want something i go okay well I, you know, how do I get it? Mm. And then I say to myself, well, what are you doing to get that? Right. And that, you know, again, maybe that now comes back full circle to somehow I was instilled that mm. as a kid or something. Yeah, I, no, it definitely right? is. It definitely is. And it, it isn't just that you're, it isn't just that your parents taught you that or, the, or your coaches or whomever it was, teachers taught you that lesson. It's that, they reinforce the lesson by making it making that upward mobility or whatever you want to call it available to you. And, and, and so the underserved communities, whether it's Appalachia or some other place or inner cities, not only do they not have people teaching them these lessons, but they don't have anybody showing them that they can actually achieve the goals laid out in those lessons. Somebody has got to do this, you know, and you, you make a good point. Um, and I say it a lot too. <clears throat> people will, people will routinely say, well, somebody has got to do something like you're somebody fucking do something, dude. What are you waiting for? Like nobody, right. nobody can stop you from being a better person. Nobody can stop right. you from improving yourself. It's easy to look around at the state of our country in the West in general and believe that governments and institutions and systems have failed us. And there's a lot of truth in that statement, but, um, the, the, yeah, I mean, like if you're not I, I, if you're not doing something, then why are you even complaining about it? Just shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, and I I don't want to beat up on on myself too much, and certainly you fall into that category in the same thing as at least we're talking about it, right? Yeah. And I think we're secretly talking about it because we want to uh, attract more of these like-minded people yeah. <clears throat> for you know uh, commerce, but also uh power and energy mm. you know to move yeah i mean it, so, ta- it takes it takes a team to 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 get some of this stuff done um yeah. yeah and you know i mean i like i like the idea of of holding myself accountable first like what did i do to cause this situation and yeah some a lot of times the answer is I didn't do anything to cause the situation, but it does get you thinking about what you might do to solve it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. But you're doing, I mean, again, you're doing that every day by just being one of the few that actually talk about it. I mean, somebody has got to take that mantle, right? Sure. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I mean, you want to set the tone. You want to, um, nobody wants to, to, just, just, I, I don't want to add to the, I, and I don't want to add to the misery and just, just by pointing out what's wrong, but we need to find like real world solutions. And I think it's really, so people, if you see somebody that's hurting or in need, or you see something that's fucked up, you should feel bad about that. That's a, that's a normal human emotion to feel, to see somebody uh, that is in need or being fucked over by somebody injustice should feel bad to you if you witness it you should you should be like no i'm not going to allow that shit to happen around me and you know politicians and media have taken that inclination of ours to get angry or uh upset what and in whatever way we get upset at seeing injustice and weaponize it right to their ends but take like breathe that in breathe that injustice that anger and rage you feel when you see somebody being taken advantage of or harmed Breathe that shit in and figure out a way to stop it. Don't let it don't let it move you in one political direction or another because you're not going to achieve anything that way. Well, let me say this. I want to say this, and then I got to go. Yep. Okay. This is a good 
I want now, okay, if anyone's listening to this, and obviously ge geographically it's important, I think it's no secret where I live. Uh, if you feel the way that I feel, let's connect. Hmm. Right? Like, it's, it's easy to get a hold of me. You got three different mediums where you can figure out how to actually send me a message. Let's connect. Right? Sit across from each other and, and uh, I don't know. See what happens. Yeah. So if you're, right? a man, if you're a man or woman out there and you see things in your community that you don't like, that you think you might be able to figure out a way to solve at Sean Avery on, I, I, like literally go to at Sean no, Avery I'm, and DM him. Honest to God. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. one of the things I've been doing lately is having, I, we haven't uh, actually published any of them yet, but I've been having just random people from the audience come on the show and talk about what's going on in their communities as well. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I think that's something Smart. maybe you, maybe you and I should do one of those in person sometime soon out there. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. I'll, I'll see you about, I'll see about getting it organized. We got a lot of people out there. <clears throat> that would be, I would be totally down for that. Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks for coming out today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, brother. Um, thanks. We'll do it again soon. And I'll hit you up about that other thing. Um, uh, appreciate everybody listening. This has been Citizen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.